Good morning, Bridgetown Church. Welcome to the Bridgetown Daily. John Mark Comer here. It's Tuesday, April 7th, and it is a sunny, beautiful, warm spring day in our city, even if we're looking at it from behind the wall of glass that is our apartment window. I don't know about you, but I'm starting to feel a new kind of buoyancy in my spirit, even up against all of the pain and the suffering of COVID-19, as I just settle in to what God has for me and for our church in the season ahead. As you may know, for Holy Week, we are running a kind of mini-series on the Bridgetown Daily on contemplative prayer. Now, before we jump in, disclaimer um, for you contemplative prayer people, I'm not using contemplative prayer in the technical sense of the Jesus prayer or centering prayer or just breathing. Contemplative prayer means different things to different people at different periods in church history. I'm using it in the kind of very generous sense of the contemplative for a type of prayer that is less about talking to God and more about listening to God, less about noise and more about quiet, less about praying with other people and more about praying alone in the morning or in the middle of the day or at night, less about even changing the world with Jesus and more about accepting the world as it comes to us with Jesus. And that's not because other types of prayer are bad at all. Do not misread me. It's Tuesday. It's our day for prayer and fasting. I was up early at our morning prayer gathering, praying for God to change the world and end COVID-19 and all of it. But at some point in our prayer, we have to set all of our requests before God and then let go and find a way to come to peace. Robert Mulholland, who's one of my favorite writers and teachers on spiritual formation, writes about how early on in our prayer life, most of our prayers, what he calls symptom management, it's just an attempt to get Jesus to alleviate our suffering. And it's not bad. Jesus himself taught us to pray that way, right? Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from, it could be translated evil or the evil one. Some scholars translate it, don't let bad things happen to us. There is a time and a place for that. But at some point, we have to mature beyond problem solving because you realize as you age and as you face suffering or a global pandemic or the loss of your job or your business or disease, you realize that at some level, our deepest problems can't be solved. And that's okay because we're living in the kingdom of God with Jesus. So we're looking at a few different types of contemplative prayer where we kind of really attempt to abide in the vine in the language of Jesus and bear much fruit. And today I want to look at a type of prayer that has come to be called welcoming prayer. Now, welcoming prayer is a new label, but it's an ancient idea for a type of prayer that is really grounded in the body and in our emotions. So in biblical theology, and I've been saying this a lot lately, you don't have a body, you are a body. This is where actually science and theology kind of line up and agree that the bifurcation between mind and body is a Western kind of enlightenment one. It's not a holistic view of the human person. 
Your mind, even your thoughts and your feelings flow through your nervous system in your gut and your back and your skeletal structural structure and your musculature, or in my case, lack thereof. Your body, in the language of the New Testament, is the temple of the Holy Spirit, meaning it's the locus point of your relationship with God. You relate to God in your body. You house, so to speak, the presence and the peace of God in your body. And often we're out of the body. We're not in touch with our body or our emotions. We're up in our imagination or up kind of running through scenarios for some kind of dire future or watching TV or in the stimuli of the city or the media or the digital world. And really a lot of contemplative prayer is just an attempt to get back in touch with your body and your emotions in an attempt to really come back to your awareness and your connection of God. Again, in the language of Jesus, to abide in the vine. So welcoming prayer, that's a bit of a misleading title because what we're not welcoming, to clarify, is pain or suffering or COVID-19 or unemployment or the death of a loved one or a dire future economic scenario. We're not welcoming that. We're welcoming our life as it is. We're welcoming God's presence and his healing work and his activity and his direction right in the middle of all of our pain and our suffering. And there are three kind of basic movements to a welcoming prayer. And again, this is not a technique. You don't need to write this down. This is just a framework. It's like a a conversation guide. I think of how You know, every Tuesday night, uh, I will sit with my community tonight, and we have a few conversation starter questions that we work through as a community. And they are just there to open up space for intimacy and depth and healing and communication. And so the three movements are, again, not a technique, not a formula. They're just a conversation guide for you and Jesus, just a framework for you to kind of open yourself up to Jesus. And they are very simple. Number one, feel and sink into. Number two, welcome. And number three, let go. Let me just take you through it right now. Just right where you're at, if you can stop what you're doing for a minute, this will just take a few minutes. If you can sit down, great. If you can put your feet on the ground, even better. Just take a few deep breaths. Let go of any distraction in your mind or any kind of scenario playing out in your imagination. And just come back to the moment. Come back to God. And number one, feel and sink into. Meaning just, this sounds a little weird for some of us, but it's not. Just feel your body. You do this every morning when you wake up or you do it in the middle of a stressful meeting. Just take a moment and kind of feel your body. Maybe start at your feet and kind of work your way in your mind up through your body to your head. Don't rush it. And as you notice any sensations in your body, tightness in your chest or an ache in your left knee or a kind of a a rock in your gut or pain on the back of your neck or a headache or sore shoulder or itchy skin or heat in your body or a numbness in your extremities, whatever it is, just as you kind of notice that, feel it, meaning just kind of become aware, notice it, don't judge it, don't try to get rid of it, 
Don't label it good or bad. And just kind of sink into it. Just feel that feeling. Sense that sensation. And if you want, even just begin to kind of invite Jesus into that pain. Just all we're trying to do here is just kind of get in touch with how we are before God. Not how we wish we were. Not how we wish life was. That's another type of prayer. But how we are. How life actually is. And then the next movement is to welcome. Again, we're not welcoming tightness in our chest or a panic in our gut or a headache or pain or suffering or disease or a cough in our chest cavity. We're welcoming God into the sensations in our body, into our emotions of fear or confusion or hate or surprise or anxiety or sadness or or melancholy, and we're welcoming his healing work. We're not trying to judge our sensations or our feelings right now. There's plenty of that for later. We're not even asking Jesus to change it. We're just saying, Jesus, welcome. And you can literally just pray that one word, welcome. Or if you want to fill it in, God, I welcome you into this tightness in my chest. That's one I struggle with a lot lately. God, I welcome you into my fear over how to pay rent at the end of the month. God, I welcome you into this illness in my body. Just pray with Jesus, not my will, but your will be done. Just have your way, God. And that leads me to movement three, which is just let go. Dr. Cynthia Bergalt and her teaching on welcoming prayer has this beautiful line. I let go of my desire for security, affection, control, and embrace this as it is. I let go of my desire for security, affection, and control. And I just embrace life as it actually is, as it actually comes to it. Really, all we're trying to do here is just uncouple our emotional dependence on life going a certain way to be happy and at peace, and instead to couple our desire on Jesus, to welcome him and to recognize that whatever happens or does not happen, we're living in the kingdom of God with Jesus, and we're okay. God, we welcome you now. We let go. We receive your love from you, Trinity, and we give it back to you with grateful joy. To end, let me again pray over you a line from Julian of Norwich. When she was sick and thought she was dying, she ended up living through it. Actually, it's a line from Jesus um, in her book. She claims that she had a vision of Jesus when she was on her sickbed. And Jesus said this to her, and I just end with it as a benediction over all of us. All will be well, all will be well, and all manner of things will be well.